and welcome back to the Texas Private School Podcast. I'm one third of your host and the only one here today in Walker Lot. I'm here with Brandon Brunson, recurring guest, one of the first ones ever reoccurring. Um, he runs Private School Baseball, the the magazine, the website. He runs it all, man. He's he's you know when you talk about baseball for the private school sector, he's the guy you go to. So, man, hey, how's it going? How's life? You know, how's the start of the season been? Yeah, thanks, Walker. Uh, man, I'm really honored when you say I'm a recurring guest and you don't have that very often. So thank <laughs> you very much. That's, that's very flattering. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, we're great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about how's life been going for you, Ben? Yeah, life's, life's crazy. Um, you know, the good thing about now, as opposed to where we sat before, uh, is we got a full baseball season in last year. So that was phenomenal. That was actually uh, kind of as silly as it sounds that was a goal last year was just to get through the season uh get to a state tournament and get it all finished up so uh life has been good around here um nothing really changed with me personally i, I am picking up midland college baseball so i'm going to get to hey. asking midland college baseball coming up uh soon so get to expand that a little bit uh, excited about that and uh be back for the state tournament uh in later this season in 2022 wherever that happens to be probably somewhere around Waco but we don't really know right now that's awesome man um yeah I know we got the baseball hats in the background you know is there any new ones to the collection this come around yeah so right over right here is Weatherford Christian coach Clegg Smith thank you coach Smith uh if you listen to this uh <laughs> redesigned their logo and sent that in I'm actually waiting I was hoping to have Bay Area they they have a beautiful looking hat with the American flag uh, Kyle's got it on the way to Midland, but I don't quite have it yet. So uh, still trying to add to my collection. I did add some college. Uh, I've got Lubbock Christian, Abilene Christian, and Harding University. So uh, thankful to those uh, programs as well. So, Yeah, I mean, since last time we talked about it, I was like, hey, if anyone wants a sense of merch, and I got a couple things here and there, but I mean, you were the one that started it for me, so I appreciate that. Good. But all right. I mean... I guess we can start going into it firsthand. I mean, uh, you know, we had a lot of big time wins last year, you know, talk about kind of, you know, your overall thoughts of, you know, the state championships of winners of last year and the season in general. And I guess we can go into trend trend. Uh, I guess go into the next part of like the off season, how that's been any crazy things happening. Sure. Uh, so 20, again, as I said, 2021, the goal was to finish the season, which, which happened. Uh, there was uh, some, um, uncertainty about where even the venue would be, but it ended up at Waco ISD. Uh, pretty good weather. We were delayed a little bit by rain on the first day, but uh, other than that, it was pretty good. I uh, got to see some really cool things. So I'm a Midland guy. I live in Midland, Texas. Uh, we had two teams in the state tournament, two teams at one state championship. So Midland Christian came away with a Division One title, and uh, Midland Classical walked away with a Division Four title. So it was really a cool thing for me to be broadcasting and do two Midland schools, uh, look out in the stands and, and know that I had friends in the stands and kids that I'd seen play for a long time. So it was really kind of a cool moment for me uh, to be able to do that. Um, repeat champions, got to see repeat champions, uh, Lutheran South in Division Two, just a phenomenal program. Aaron Schneider does a great job. And in Weatherford, uh, Clegg Smith, as I mentioned, uh, two-time state champions now. Uh, interrupted by COVID, they won the 2019 title with eight freshmen and a sophomore. I remember you telling me about that, yeah. Yeah, they were set up for a beautiful four-year run and only interrupted by COVID. So 
they've got most of those guys back. They're playing well. Uh, even early in the season, they don't duck any competition. So I expect them to be really good. Lutheran South to be really good. But that was a that's kind of the recap of, of 2021 uh, there in in Waco. It was great baseball, good weather, uh, good crowds, really enjoyed uh, watching some some really, really good teams. Yeah. I mean, I kind of try to, you know, I was doing my spring tour, but uh, I remember I was in San Antonio and I, my Eagles were playing against Lutheran South in the state championship. And so I had it up on my phone while I was in San Antonio traffic and, uh, you know, we didn't get the win, but I mean, it was really cool to watch that game. And uh, I know Trendon Paris, the pitcher over there for us, you know, I think he just got a, one of his debuts for tech the other day. So it was pretty cool to see that, but um, yeah, man, it was a, it was a great state championship. Uh, the whole thing for all those teams, Yeah, it, it, man, it was so fun watching Trendon Parrish uh, in person. I'd, I'd watched the strikeout totals and seen him on game changer. Uh, but to see him firsthand at the state tournament, uh, he didn't start the semifinal game, but he came in very early, finished off the game, won it, uh, had a few pitches left. So they, they actually brought him back the next day uh, to try to, to stem the tide. But Lutheran South was just really, really strong last year. Absolutely. Uh, but it, it was uh, it was a great run. You know, Tracy Howard, we were looking for the the fairy tale ending and, and Rusty Beam had come back and he said, man, I'm really really trying to get Tracy a ring and they got within the one game of getting the ring. So uh, Tracy's now just the AD rusty took over and I don't think Southwest is going to miss much of a beat at all. They're going to yeah. be real this year. Yeah, I know. I, I rusty was there when I was in like elementary school, I think. So I, you know, I've always known him. So it was cool to see him back kind of taking the reins a little bit. So, and I mean, he's a great dude, so they'll be fine there, but I mean, kind of going into more, you know, how's the off season been? I mean, there's a lot, you know, all these guys probably go do select teams, you know, do the, all this, any, anything that kind of stood out to you this off season? Yeah. They, baseball is a year round sport. Walker, you know, that uh, in Texas, we've got good weather, great turf fields. We've got kids that play all over the country. You know, I knew kids, uh, the Midland Christian kids were playing on a team out of California. So they were traveling to the West coast and uh, the, these kids, that they just play year round and, and it shows right when you when you watch them play, <clears throat> there's just some of them at a, at a different level. So um, that, that's what we see during the offseason mostly is these guys just just keep rolling. Baseball is one of those games where you got to just keep playing it. It's such a such a skill sport. Uh, so the more repetitions you get, the better you are. So those top level players are going to be playing all the time. And for the most part, they're they're baseball specific, right? We get a few football, baseball guys, those, those sports. I think we talked about that last year. Football, baseball works together pretty well because the seasons are so separated. Uh, so you get a little bit of that, not a lot of basketball guys in there, uh, but that's what happens the off season, the specialization of playing baseball. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I just, like we talked about last time, I just remember all my friends, you know, being like, Hey, what you up to this summer? Oh, and you know, doing my select team. It's, it's a process for all those guys. But like you said, you to stay in that shape for baseball season in the, in the spring, you've got to play year round and have your mind at the top of the game. So, I mean, it's how it is. Uh, uh, I guess then going into this season, you know, we've, we start, what, what are we probably two weeks in two, two, three weeks in, yeah, we're, so we're a couple of weeks in. This weekend was the second tournament weekend. So speaking of Rusty Beam and Southwest Christian, this past weekend was the private school classic, uh, biggest turn, biggest private school tournament in the state. Like 30 teams had a couple drop out. Uh, 
for some unfortunate uh, circumstances just before the tournament, but uh, mm-hmm. still a huge tournament. Had a couple of really good games, some uh, what I think might be a state final preview. Wow. Played this past weekend. So uh, some teams, lower division teams are, are division three, four, five. Those guys are still playing basketball. That's where you do get in those smaller schools. You get kids that are playing every sport. So they they do have a lot of basketball uh, players. They'll play a game on a Friday night, and then they've got a basketball playoff on Saturday. So they'll play a Friday night tournament game and then be out uh, or or miss a Saturday game. So uh, so like for the Weatherford Christians, for instance, it's hard to get a gauge on some of those smaller schools right now. Uh, but even the big schools right there, I talk to those coaches all the time and they say, man, it's just a typical early season. We're making a lot of mistakes. We still need to learn how to play together. They've still missed a little bit from the cold weather. Uh, I know they canceled a few games on Thursday night of the private school classic. Uh, I was in Dallas the previous weekend watching the Matt Clark classic and uh, Preston Wood um, had a little tournament that was played at Parish Episcopal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, it was cold. So, so there were a couple of games that didn't go off there too. So it's still, uh, still a little bit hard to get a gauge, but uh, big tournament weekend now, big tournament weekend coming up this next weekend too. Yeah. I mean, uh, we could talk about tournaments in a little bit, just seeing how you, how you gauge some of those teams, but um, going into this season, is there any big like storylines? You mean, is there any, like we talked about SCS, Tracy Howard kind of stepping away and Rusty Beam taking over, but is there anything like that around this around the state? Like, hey, there's some big names coming into coach, or you know, did anyone move around a little bit? Had a little bit of that. Uh, had a longtime uh, coach that moved in here at Midland from Midland High to Midland Christian, 736 wins in his career. Wow! So so phenomenal. Had a little bit of change there. Uh, when you talk about teams coming in from 2021, uh, Concordia Lutheran lost the state championship game to Midland 1-0. Uh, but essentially returned everybody. So, um, so they're going to be looking, I think, really good uh, for a run towards Waco. Uh, but you, you've also got uh, John Paul had some kids move in, come in from other programs. And so they have some phenomenal talent uh, uh, going on there at their school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's some really cool storylines that could materialize you just never know. Baseball is such a crazy game. Um, pitchers not on one pitcher is on holds people down. It, you just never know how things are going to shake out. But, um, but I think Concordia is going to be a big storyline. I think John Paul is going to be a big storyline in those uh, upper divisions. Um, down South Lutheran South, you got Lutheran South, you've got second Baptist who I knew, I know you guys went to watch. Yeah. Uh, Baptist is going to be really strong. So was the Woodlands Christian. So uh, that that district could have a couple of teams that are potential state champions in that district. So wow, uh, it's it's really it's really cool to watch, uh, especially in those upper divisions there. Oh, without a doubt. Um, then I guess we could actually do on, then talk about the classics you've been to the past couple of weeks. You know, talk to us about you know the first one you did at Parish. You know. Talk about that classic. Who who kind of who kind of stood out to you? Was there any players that kind of stood out to you? And uh, kind of going to the private school classic here at, at SES the past week. Yeah, so I got eyes on several teams. I got to watch Parish Episcopal, uh, Prestonwood Christian. Got eyes on Brook Hill. Uh, so Brook Hill's a good little team. 
Uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised with them. I knew they were going to be pretty good, but it was good to get eyes on them. I like the way they play baseball, uh, really aggressive, get runners on base, move them around. Uh, so so I like the style of baseball that they play. It was it was nice to watch. Uh, one one of the better players in the state is Trenton Shaw at Prestonwood Christian. Uh, he's a big six five left handed pitcher, uh, committed to Oklahoma State. Wow. Uh, Probably draftable in the first couple of rounds. I uh, don't know if, if, if he got drafted to IF, he would uh, go do that or keep his commitment to Oklahoma State. But um, I didn't get to see him play. He was pitching the night before I came, but he's, he's a dangerous hitter as well. Uh, so uh, also impressed on that team with a young man named Terrace Murray. Taurus Murray, I think is how I say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speedy center fielder, uh, can hit the ball really well, gets around the bases. Uh, very talented team. So I was impressed with them. Uh, Parrish did a good job in the tournament, Parrish Episcopal. Uh, they're a little bit young. I uh, saw Kai Paul pitch. Uh, he did a really nice job uh, for them. And then uh, also got eyes on uh, Grapevine Faith, Tyler Grace. So Grace Community was there. I uh, got to see those guys. They kind of had a rough outing in that tournament, but they're playing up uh, against Division One teams uh, a couple, in a couple of instances. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, talked to uh, talk to Coach Hope after that tournament. He said, man, our record's not very good, but I would argue we played the toughest schedule in the state. And I look back and think, yeah, he's probably right. He's playing Prestonwood and Parrish. He's playing up. Uh, Faith is going to be good. So uh, a one in seven record is really interesting. You look at a one in seven record and think, man, that's, that's not going to be a good year. And that's not true at all. They, that team will be ready for district. So um, those are some of the ones I saw. Um, got to see really nice facilities too, I, I must say. Parish Episcopal, that's a phenomenal place. You know, the blue turf, uh, football and baseball, and then the John Paul complex is just outstanding. Uh, moved over, watched Legacy Christian uh, in their last game. Uh, and go into that place, it's really nice. Uh, real grass and real dirt. And uh, it almost felt like a throwback. So that's pretty good. Uh, and, and Legacy's got a couple of nice wins early in the season, too. So Coach Embry always does a good job over there. Yeah. Um, I, now we gotta, I got to switch the topics. All right. What are your, like, top five, like, places to go watch a ball game at? Like, what are your favorites, top five in the state, like, ball ballparks that you've been to for oh, high schools? Man. So, Walker, I haven't been out near as much as I should have. Right. Uh, but – I, I do like, um, you know, Nolan's got a really good facility. They do, yep. I do like Nolan's facility a lot. I've been on the campus at Trinity Valley. I do like their facility. Yeah. Uh, All, Saints, All Saints is really good over in the Fort Worth area. Uh, this is not a private school facility, but we did the, the 2019 tournament at Crosby High School, uh, which was a yep. really good venue down there. Um, I, it, so I really like Parrish. It was really hard to get used to the blue turf. I yeah. Really, that was yeah. Different. It's but, bright. It, people under don't understand. It's kind of bright when you get there, you know, you're yeah. like, I got to adjust to it a little bit. Took me a little bit off guard and I knew it was coming. Right. Right. So uh, that was really good. Um, here in Midland, we play uh, the Midland Christian team. It's not we, I don't play there. Uh, Midland <laughs> Christian plays at the old minor league stadium and they've done a lot of work there. And it's a pretty good venue too. They share that one with Midland college. So I've uh, been there. I know I've been on the camps of Prestonwood. Uh, Preston Woods a really nice facility as well. So, what are what are ones like you know if a if you have your bucket list of stadiums, what are kind of the ones you're like wanting to track down in the next couple of years? Oh wow, I, that is a really good question. That that I I know uh, I kind of sprung that on you a little bit, didn't I? 
so I, would, I would like to get down. I haven't been down to see uh, the facilities at Kincaid and Episcopal. Kincaid, uh, yeah, really Kincaid is really pretty. Kincaid's good, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a nice facility in, in uh, uh, the Houston area called Baseball USA. Uh, that was a, a pretty good venue. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to get to Episcopal and, and to uh, uh, Kincaid. That would probably be the two that I'm really looking looking at. Yeah, I went to uh, on my spring tour. I did. I went by Kincaid to go see the Bell Brothers for football, of course. But like, yeah, the Kincaid's like just campus itself is really, really pretty. And I will say like TWCA, the Woodlands Christian, their, their campus is really pretty, too. And I know they just kind of did some new stuff to their football stadium. But yeah. I bet baseball is just as nice. Yeah, and and so that makes me think Cypress Christian is about to move and build a brand new facility. Uh, so I'd like to see that one. I am going to get up to Lubbock Trinity. Uh, Trinity just finished uh, an athletic complex that's football and baseball. Uh, I think they may be putting the finishing touches on the baseball uh, in the next few weeks uh, before they host a tournament uh, coming up in March. But I've heard that that facility is really nice. Of course, it's, it's brand new. So I'm looking forward to going up there to, to Lubbock Trinity and seeing that, uh, that facility. Wow. I mean, I mean, we're talking about the same Lubbock Trinity that just made a state run for football, right? I'm guessing. So, uh, Trinity Christian Lubbock, right? Yeah. Christian Lubbock, the Lions. That's right. Yeah. I mean, so all right, kind of transition. I kind of sprung those on you. So let's go back to like something we could talk about, you know, uh, Top 10 players for this year. We kind of did it last year, and it was really cool to see who are some of the guys we should be looking out for in the news and all this, the guys who are going to make their impact this year. Sure. And, you know, that that's an interesting question when I saw you sent that to me. Um, I don't know that I've actually put it in a top 10 format. I do it a little bit different sometimes for the magazine. We do a top 10 seniors. Uh, and oftentimes that would be our top 10 players. Right. Uh, but I know on that list uh, of the top 10, uh, you got Trenton Shaw. Uh, who we already mentioned at Prestonwood, uh, Sean Fitzpatrick uh, at Concordia. Uh, so he pitched in the championship game. He went six innings, two hits, uh, one run, struck out 11, uh, lost the game one to nothing. It was, it was such a pleasure to watch that young man pitch. And I also watched him before the game. Uh, he came out, took a baseball, and rolled it down the foul line several times. He was really steady in the field. There was nothing it looked like to me that he was leaving to chance. It's just, just very detailed in his preparation. So that was really cool to watch. Um, you've got Cole Weisenbaker down uh, in the Houston area um, at the Woodlands Christian. Uh, DeAndre Jones is a, a good first base outfielder hitter that's uh, at Lutheran South. Um, he's going to Kansas State. Uh, Carson Queck is also down at the Woodlands Christian going to Kansas State. Um, and then th there's, there's a couple that have crept on my radar kind of late, and we talked about some transfers. Mm -hmm. uh, one is Derek Mitchell, who played at Prestonwood Christian last year and is now at John Paul. Uh, he spent some time at the number one spot, number one outfield spot in the nation. Uh, wow. The last time I checked, he's, he's ranked number three in the state uh, in the outfield. Got to, got to watch him uh, last weekend when I was in Plano. Uh, and then they have two brothers, uh, MJ and Minjay Sayo. One is a junior who's committed to LSU Ooh. and a freshman who's committed to Vanderbilt. So, uh, uh, not not top 10 seniors, but my goodness, when I look at that that level of talent, it's incredible. 
I mean, uh, I, I don't know much about baseball, but I know when you have guys like going like the Vanderbilt, I mean, they got to be some good players, you know? Yeah, and, and I know that's a freshman that commit could change, but um, it, it's really it's really something else to see a freshman kid uh, committed that early to that big a program. Without a doubt. You would, you would like this one. Uh, mm. I'll give you one. Uh, since you're at A&M, uh, there's, uh, there's a kid at Kincaid, a freshman, uh, Jack Paris, who is, as a freshman, is committed to Texas A&M. Wow. Uh, and I talked to Coach uh, Moss about that guy, and he said, yeah, he's, he's really good. Uh, he's going to be really good for us. So freshman hasn't played a varsity game uh, and, and still has some expectation already. Yeah. In that program. Can we, can we talk about like, you know, in football, you know, when you commit as a freshman, like the world kind of knows, yeah, you ain't, you're not going to stick to that commitment, but you know, you kind of see a lot of these times when you commit as a baseball player, some, a lot of those times you kind of stick with it or, you know, kind of shut down your recruitment a lot in the transition for being when you, Hey, I'm going to commit to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. How is that process like, like for recruiting when you shut down your commitment so early? Why, why, basically my question is, I know this is kind of rambling, but what, it, like, how, why does it go so early when you commit to a college for baseball? It's a great question. And I don't know that I have a good answer for that, Walker. It always is interesting to me that a, that a freshman kid would commit to a major D1 program. More interesting for me is the fact that a major D1 program would commit themselves to a kid as a freshman. Uh, because some of those, it, so I'll say it this way, if you're at that level, uh, being able to commit to a Texas A&M or a Vanderbilt or an LSU as a freshman, the likelihood is that by the time you're a senior, you're probably going to be looked at by MLB and drafted in the first handful of rounds. And so um, I, I think probably what happens is these colleges know that's a potential. We want to get our name on the kid, but if it doesn't happen uh, or if he, if he does uh, get into right draftable area and doesn't like his position, then we've got him. He's going to come to our school uh, and we'll have him for at least a couple of years. Or you have a kid that maybe uh, as he moves forward from a freshman to a junior and a senior and that commit changes where he looks at his draft status, uh, then he might, he might back off that commitment and you might see him go to a junior college Right. And sometimes you'll look at that and say, well, a kid that was scheduled to go to A&M or Vanderbilt, why is he at a junior college? Uh, and it's probably because he was a draftable kid. Uh, and so if he didn't like his position, he can go to a junior college. Uh, and after his freshman year, he's draftable. Wow. Uh, you go to a D1 school, you're not draftable for a couple of years. You've taken yourself out of that. Uh, but at the junior college level, you can be drafted after your first or second year uh, at a junior college. So, uh, and the junior, so the junior college level of baseball is really good. It's really good. I bet that's actually, that's actually really interesting. And I mean, have like, I, I mean, you would, it's a good question to ask. Have you seen a lot of people like those high profile type of names? Like, do you think they're kind of staying towards more of the college route? Or do you think like if they're kind of drafted in the later rounds, is it like, Hey, we should go the pro route or is it more, what do you think the balance is right now? Yeah. So what I've seen in my experience in, in this four or five years I've been doing this uh, is, is if a kid sneaks into the second round 
if he's a first rounder, uh, it's it's almost inevitable that he's going to take that contract and not go to college. Uh, if he gets into the second round, upper second round, it's also really difficult. There was a young man, uh, and his name is is escaping me at the moment. Uh, he was at St. Thomas uh, two or three years ago, and he he moved himself into the upper portion of the second round. I think he was committed to Texas A&M, if I recall. I think uh, I remember a name like that. Yeah. 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 So he got into the, uh, he got into the top part of the second round, got drafted and he took the deal and did not fulfill the college commitment. Um, so that's what I've seen is, is if they, there was a, this is not a private school kid, but we had a kid on the cover last year, Jared Kelly out of Refurio. Mm -hmm. uh, who was committed, I think, to Texas. And so he was also uh, a first round level uh, kid. He started slipping a little bit into the second round, uh, but he still decided it, it, he was taken in the second round. So he went ahead, signed with uh, Chicago White Sox and uh, did that. Wow. So uh, I've been a little disappointed. There's a couple of Texas high school kids that the Rangers have missed on, as have the Astros. And they, for some reason, there's two of them. Uh, there was Michael Kopech years ago, and now Jared Kelly, and they both ended up in Chicago playing for the White Sox. So I've got a White Sox buddy, and I just say, I don't know why my state's missing these guys, but you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. So wait, are you... I guess because you're Midland, or would you be technically a Rangers fan, or do you have a you have a team you support, or who you, who do you have in the running? So here's the beauty of growing up in Midland is that we're so far away. Uh, I feel like I could root for any of them without much repercussion. So we're right. closer to Arlington than we are to Houston. So typically in Midland, you would find mostly Ranger fans. Uh, although I grew up and some of my friends watching the great Astros teams of the '80s. Uh, and then uh, again, this past run. So uh, I have Astros gear and Rangers gear hanging uh, in in the closet. So you, you see, I guess from from Fort Worth, you're you're a Rangers fan. But after 2011, I mean, it's I, I, it hurts me still to this day. Um, I, I that's kind of where my baseball love kind of went away after those two state uh, championship runs. But I mean. Uh, we digress. We hope for 2024, all these guys can actually give us something to hope for in this these cap, half of these past draft picks. But that's I, right. yeah, that's what we all we can do is hope, right? That's all we can do. As a Rangers fan, that's all you can do is hope. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, but all right, kind of switching towards it. We did the top 10 kind of players, the seniors and guys to kind of look out for. Mm -hmm. Who are like your kind of top 10 teams this year overall? Yeah, great question. So I've always had this dilemma, and I think we talked about it last year, of yeah. big school, small school, right? I, I, it's really hard to compare uh, Weatherford Christian or even Covenant Christian or Trinity Christian in Lubbock uh, to schools like Concordia and John Paul and even Southwest Christian. Uh, those schools are, are just bigger and have access to, uh, to more talent and that they can have some baseball-specific kids. So it's not a yeah, I mean, for we do for football, I mean, we, we do large school and small school. So I totally get that. And I, I should have told you in that. But so if you want to designate the two, I'm totally go for it, man. Yeah, uh, so, so I'd be interested how you guys break it down. The way I've done it the last couple of years uh, is I've taken the SPC mm -hmm. uh, and TAPS divisions one and two. And that comprises my large schools. Uh, division three, four, and five of TAPS would, would make up my small school poll. 
And so the division three, that's, that's the, that's the interesting one because my division four or five schools still think, well, division three is a big school. That doesn't really count either. Um, and I, there is no perfect. Yeah. Formula. I've talked to Lone Star Christian Sports Network about this same issue. Uh, and, and they haven't had much insight for me either. Like, yeah, you know, you just kind of make your division and go with it. And even in the SPC, there's some really big schools and there's some really small schools. So I could split yeah. them out. But for me, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I just take the conference as it is and keep it together. So that's that's how I've done it. Uh, it's an imperfect science. It's not going to be fair to everybody, but it's what I'm working with now. Yeah, I think we kind of do the same, but I think we split up SPC where 4A goes up into large and 3A goes down, which is not the perfect science either, but we kind of do it that way. But um, yeah, yeah in baseball, they don't split that out. They all play together. And mm. so it makes it even more difficult. Like I've, I've just got to keep them together. I, I don't it's going to be, you know, I could go. I've got the list of it when when realignment came down from TAPS. I printed off that document. So I've got the, the enrollments for every school right. I could do it that way and compare SBC. But honestly, like I don't have the time to do all that. So I'm going to put them in bigger buckets <laughs> as I described. Speaking so. of realignment, I mean, that is because for football, like no, or sorry, all saints Midland and they all went down to SES's district. Is that the same for baseball this year too? Same for baseball. Yeah, all those schools wow. that went down to football are going down to baseball. So if you want to look forward to 2023, that's going to be something. Now, the Division One is – there's just not much left in Division One. I. I mean, as far as numbers go, still obviously talent and great schools in Division One. But when you take away Liberty and Nolan and Midland, uh, and you're going to put those guys back down in a district with Southwest Christian – in Fort Worth Christian, uh, it's going to be ultra competitive in yep. football and baseball. Yeah, going to be some really good teams in that district one that can't get out of district. Yeah, I call I I call that one district like the district of doom this next the next couple of years. Like that's it's 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 every sport that's going to be so difficult for those D two teams to make it out. But well, you know, one thing I will credit Taps with doing is they will look at a situation like that and realize kind of where the power is and they can shift some of the playoff spots. If they know there, there are some, some districts that just aren't quite as strong, then you give them a couple of spots and then you can add a couple of spots to the district of doom and yeah. those guys for what they're going to have to go through, because it is going to be, uh, you know, in well, both sports, but baseball, especially if your pitcher's yep. not on uh, and you, you lose a game that you might not should have uh, lost, it's gonna it's gonna have a massive impact on your postseason. So uh, it it's very important to be on during district. Um, and it, yeah, I so yeah, I'm really interested to see how that's no. yeah, And Midland, is, I see their enrollment. They're at the very top of Division Two. They're going to be one of the biggest Division Two schools. And so uh, it, yeah. it makes difference midland's always been on that like brink of like going d2 going d1 so they've always been there so that's that wasn't the surprising one for me the other two were, were kind of like the ones that were like oh that's kind of like kind of crazy they're finally moving down but you know yeah the, no, yeah i mean well and i was gonna say there was there was an interesting thing i looked at the football and the baseball districts and they didn't match hmm. so uh faith was in the 
football district, but not the baseball district. Right. Uh, which was interesting. And so I just sent an inquiry in and said, Hey, just curious about uh, why those district districts don't mirror. Uh, and then about two weeks later, I saw a, a, a revised realignment and faith was moved. So those districts were exactly the same football and baseball. Yeah. I mean, we, off air, we could talk all about realignment and we could go that <laughs> dire thing. Uh, let's kind of go into it. Let's yep. you want to do large and small and kind of go with that route and yeah, let's do... do that. Yeah, that's good. Cool. So, um, yeah. So when it, I've got a top 20 in the large school and I do a top 10 for the small school, when it, when it comes to newsletter time, I expand it a little bit. So I go top 25, top 15, uh, just so I can recognize a few more schools, but cool. Uh, going into 2022, I've got Concordia Lutheran as the number one team, uh, in the state. They return six starters, from that team that lost the championship game one to nothing. They got three division one arms, maybe four. Uh, Fitzpatrick is going to Arkansas. They got a kid committed to Auburn. Uh, they've got a, a pitcher catcher brother combination, Jackson, wow. Nolan Traeger. Wow. Uh, the, the catcher was a freshman last year. So he'll be a sophomore, his brother's a senior. They're both going to TCU. Uh, so Concordia Lutheran is loaded. Uh, and they they were a pretty easy number one. I got John Paul at two, uh, taking you know they got those as we mentioned the Sayo brothers, Derek Mitchell. Uh, they also have a young man who was at Prestonwood last year named Jack Frankel. Uh, he's a sophomore this year, committed to Mississippi State. Wow, uh, they've got some phenomenal talent there. Uh, they're still trying to put it together. I think Central Catholic is going to be really good down in San Antonio. Wow. Uh, they had a pretty deep run last year, uh, and they're bringing back nine starters from a team that had a pretty deep run. Uh, and they're in a district, uh, Antonian, uh, they would challenge Antonian around. Antonian would challenge them. It's kind of been a back and forth between those two. Uh, Central Catholic. Then I've got Second Baptist uh, okay. at number four. I got Southwest Christian at number five. Uh, Nolan at six, Midland at seven. Then I've got Kincaid and um, Lutheran South. And then here's one for you that I've just started covering. Cornerstone Christian. Yeah, so, in San Antonio, yeah. Yeah, TCAF school. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it's really hard to figure out where those guys are going to fit. But they have some really phenomenal talent. Their lead pitcher is also one of my top 10 seniors. His name is Garrett Ballman. Uh, he's committed to Texas Tech, which is – obviously a very strong division one program the last several years. Yep. So um, I think they're going to be very good. They were in the private school classic this past weekend. Um, and so they, they had some good games. They won. Uh, I think they won three games, maybe all four of the games they played. I need to go back and refresh and look at that uh, later tonight, but um, I think they're going to be pretty good. Then that means Preston Wood is just outside the top 10 there. Uh, for the small schools, Bay Area Christian uh, got seven starters back. They won their first state championship in in the history of the school last year. Wow. When they won the baseball title. Uh, and they're very good. They've got a young man named Jordan Medellin, who's one of my top 10 seniors. He's committed to Baylor. A phenomenal kid, a phenomenal player. Uh, and then they've got three other All-State young men uh on that team cypress christian is going to be good weatherford christian i mentioned is going to be good uh so is ovilla mm. so that, that's kind of my top uh small school but let me tell you 
Bay Area, Cypress, uh, and, and probably even Weatherford, those guys, those three could play with anybody in the upper divisions. I believe they've got that level of talent. Wow. That's, 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 I mean, that when you, when you, like you said, like that level of talent, when you can compete with anyone, that's it's very impressive for those lower ranks and yeah. you should, you should make your way down to San Antonio Cornerstone. I mean, that campus is one of the most beautiful I've ever seen. So, oh, so there we go. There's one to add to my bucket list. Absolutely. That was one I went there and I went, holy cow like stunning so that's yeah. for sure that's Good for job. sure yeah um all right going to the next topic the sure. state sh- state championship predictions we did your top 10 your top 15 and your kind of top 10 for large and small we'll go through taps first and then we'll go to sbc okay. taps division one is that how you'll do it for baseball or is it at 6a Yes, Division One, and I've I've talked to Taps about that. Like, why why the nomenclature? Why is the nomenclature different? Uh, and I haven't really gotten an answer. That, you know, <laughs> in terms of well, we've got the division sports and we've got the a, the the letter sports, the A sports. Right. Why don't we just make it all the same, fellas? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm gonna keep pushing for that. I'd like it all to be the same. Hey, uh, you you have my vote. If you ever need us, <laughs> I got y'all, man. I'm going to keep pushing. Uh, I'll see those guys again, again at, at uh, the state tournament. So I'm going to, I'll, I'll gently, as gently as I can say, Hey, can we just make this unique? <laughs> yes, we do division one. So I've got um, in the magazine this year. So the way, the way we've done it uh, from six, a all the way down, I used to predict a state champion. And then uh, I realized they weren't predicting state champions. They said, here are the state tournament predictions. So I, I stuck with that in the magazine. Uh, so in, in division one, I've got Preston Wood, John Paul II from Plano, mm-hmm. uh, Central Catholic and Concordia. Ooh. Uh, and I think I've already hinted enough and I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. So uh, I would, my prediction would be Concordia. Okay. Uh, when you get to a state tournament, you got three division one arms and you're going to play two games. Uh, having said that, you got John Paul that's got three division one arms as well. So I think that's going to be the, the, the way the bracket lines out, that would be the final game. And that's what I've got is John Paul playing Concordia Wow. and Concordia to finish off what they got so close to doing last year. Wow. I mean, the, you know, for sure. I mean, I don't know them personally, but I would think they're coming back for revenge and having those, the talent like they have, I mean, that's hard to like that mindset to stop, you know, going all the way. Yeah, and, and I've talked to those coaches. I know those coaches a little bit, uh, and that's on their mind is to finish it off. Uh, apologies, Coach Coach Hay, uh, when you listen to this, uh, but that's what I've got. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next division, uh, Division Two. What you thinking there? Yeah, so what I've got right now, I've got Southwest Christian, uh, Brook Hill, Lutheran South, and Second Baptist in the state tournament. Uh, man, so the matchup there would be Southwest Christian and Brook Hill on one side, uh, Second Baptist and Lutheran on the other side. Uh, so Second Baptist and Lutheran, same district. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Woodlands Christian snuck in there into one of those two spots on that side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, my initial prediction was Second Baptist. Uh, I, I've been called out on that just a little bit like, and, and, and it, what they call me out on, I was like, yeah, this is what I usually do. Uh, until you until you beat the man, you are the man. So South, um, that's that's my guess. So so I was happy in the magazine. I'll just leave it at the final four. 
Southwest Christian, Brook Hill, Lutheran South, Sega Baptist. That's basically, what I'm thinking about. So basically what you're saying is that Lutheran South Second Baptist game is not a game you should miss. I mean, that's a game you have to go watch. Both of them. Whenever they play, the, the, the two-game series that they'll play, uh, you, you've got to be there. And, yes, that, um, that semifinal game is going to be phenomenal. Without a doubt. Uh, like I said, you know, Southwest Christian, they've got, uh, they've got one of my top ten seniors, and that's Xander McAfee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he originally committed to Wichita State, switched that this spring to Texas State. So he's staying in state. Uh, really good kid, good player. Uh, said Brook Hill's a really scrappy school. So um, that, that's going to be a good – I think that'll be a good matchup as well. For sure. I, was, I mean, I'm looking forward. I always support my Eagles all the way, so I hope the best for them this year. Um, yeah, they're going to be good. Hopefully. Let's do it. Um, all right, next division. What do you think for Division Three? Division three. So my final four at this point uh, is Colleyville Covenant. Okay. And here's my dark horse, Lubbock Christian. Ooh, okay. Uh, then I've got John Paul out of shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a, I got a really good pitcher named Sam Kowalik, who was one of the strikeout leaders last year. He's a senior. Uh, and they got a couple of other kids coming back. And then Bay Area Christian, uh, Kyle Kennedy and his group down there who won the state championship last year. Uh, and their motto now is is to defend it, come and take it. So uh, they they're very good. Kyle does a great job. Mitchell Marquis is one of his other assistants. They do a phenomenal job. So um, I would predict that Bay Area Christian would win that one. Uh, Lubbock Christian is is interesting. They've struggled a little bit the last couple of years, uh, but they had won three consecutive uh, earlier uh, in the 2010s, and so I think they'll figure it out. Uh, Trinity's still really good. They lost their love of Trinity, mm-hmm. uh, lost several kids, but watched them last weekend and they're pretty scrappy. Uh, they, they don't have the level of talent that they had before, but they play really hard baseball. Justin Phillips is the coach there. He does a really nice job with those young men. So I think that's going to be a really competitive district. Wouldn't be surprised to see Trinity, uh, upset, uh, love of Christian and sneak into that conversation as well. Awesome. Um, a lot of good teams, a lot of good players. I mean, uh, I remember I went down and interviewed some of the guys for the football team at Bay area right after they just won state for baseball. So it was kind of cool seeing them all like, you know, yeah. they, were ta- they were all talking about, you know, Hey, when are we going to get our rings and stuff like that? So it was really cool to see that for sure. It was so. a beautiful ring too. My goodness. It was a beautiful ring. Absolutely. Um, all right. Next one, right. We got one, one or two more to go division yep. four. What you thinking there? Division four, I've got Midland Classical coming back. They, they had almost everybody coming back from their state championship run. Uh, so I got Midland Classical making it. Uh, I've got San Jacinto out of Amarillo, who Ooh. made the 2019 tournament. Uh, the way the bracket sets up, I think it sets up favorably for Midland Classical and for San Jacinto uh, Academy. On the other side, I've got Rose Hill Christian out of Tomball yep. and Brazos Christian. Uh, so Rose Hill made the championship game last year, lost that game to Midland Classical, uh, actually lost on an error. It was wow. a tough game to lose, hard way to lose it. Uh, Coach Cooper just, man, it was a crushing thing. Uh, they, they actually, this was interesting, Walker. After that game, uh, they just lost the state championship game. They had graduation on the field oh. uh, in Waco. So those kids could graduate because they missed graduation for the state tournament. So uh, it was a, a really bittersweet, tough day for them. But I think Rose Hill makes it back to the state tournament. 
Uh, I like Brazos' talent. Uh, and so my initial pick is Brazos to win it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but be shocked to see Rose Hill or Midland Classical. Wow. I mean, that's those are some drives for Amarillo and uh, Midland to go all the way. Do we do we know where we're at for the state championship right now? Or are we still up in the air? We know we're still up in the air. I'm, my guess is it's going to be in the Waco area. I'm not Always. sure it's Waco ISD. Cool. Uh, but they're they're looking at some venues. Dope. Nothing awesome. in nothing in stone. Awesome. And I guess next one, what you thinking there for Division Five? Yeah, so Division Five for me was the easiest of the bunch. I think Weatherford is just the one that's going to take it all. Uh, I think they're going to have a really tough semifinal matchup with Ovilla Christian. Mm-hmm. I've got Weatherford Ovilla on the other side of the bracket. I've got Sacred Heart and Bracken Christian. So Bracken Christian's got a couple of really nice players uh, down there. And uh, I think it's going to end up being Weatherford versus Bracken. And I'm, I'd put my, uh, I'd, I'd stake, I'd stake um, not a lot, maybe, but I would think Weatherford Christian is going to win that one again. And, hey. and, those guys, those seniors will walk out with three state championships in four years. That's, I mean, that's what uh, any kid dreams for that, man. That's awesome to see. And I know kind of flipping to the football side, cause that's my thing. You see, you saw Weatherford kind of rise this year and have a really good team this year beating like the likes of Colleyville covenant and stuff like that. So you see that just that school rise in the past couple of years. It's really cool to see, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool to watch an athletic program that like, like that, boat that tide lifts all boats so exactly uh, it's really cool and i have to ask what sacred heart is it from is it from monster or hallettsville that would be hallettsville sacred okay. heart so they they have a new coach um he stepped in met this met him at the convention uh but the coach who was there before is sticking around to kind of help out as well but they've got several returning players uh they didn't have a good championship game uh, you know, Weatherford was just, just way too good. Yeah. Uh, they do have some experience and they've got some returners. So I think they'll, I think they'll get back to the state tournament. Without a doubt. I, quick question before we go into like the SBC route. Sure. I know I value experience so much when playing football. How much do you value experience for a lot of these teams that return so many guys and have done the playoff, you know, the journey going all the way? How much do you value that in picking your teams? So I value it a lot, Walker. I, you know, w- when it came down to, like, for instance, Division One, I, I looked at Concordia and John Paul. My, on paper, they're both just monsters. They're both so good. Um, but the fact that Concordia was in the final game and had so many coming back, I, for me, made the difference. Uh, John Paul had a nice run. It was ended uh, short of the state tournament by Midland. Um so they didn't get to see all that goes along with the state tournament. And that's really it. So I do value the experience like the Weatherford, the guys that they, they were freshmen when they won it. And now they're seniors, that experience, they've seen so much. Uh, they've seen almost every situation there is. And there were a couple of really strange situations last year at the state tournament, like plays that a kid, if he had it to make over again, he would do it. Concordia was one of them. Uh, the, the play that, that scored the run, uh, the kid gained some valuable experience and knows, I know next time what play to make. Right. Same thing for uh, when Midland Classical and Rose Hill battled. Uh, there was a play that was made, and Rose Hill will know next time, make a different play, and I'll know what to do. And so that experience, I think, 
uh, is a huge factor. Without a doubt. I, I just think when you have more of the feel for the game where you just know what your instincts are, I think it just helps overall your whole team, you know? So I, I, I 100% would agree with what you say. Yeah, and playing up. So you know this too from football. Schedule up as best you can. Play somebody that's better than you. Uh, like Clegg Smith, when he calls looking for games, he said, I'll travel anywhere. I'll go to West Texas. He, he wanted to come out to West Texas. He wanted to play Midland if he could. He wanted to play Lubbock Trinity and Lubbock Christian uh, because he knew that's going to make my team better. Uh, so they schedule up. And when they schedule up, they see a different level of talent. And so they have to adjust to better pitching. And so when they get back to district and the pitching is not quite as good, uh, even when they make a run to, to the state tournament, they may not see as the, the level of pitching that they saw during the year. And it makes a difference. And that's, uh, that's seeing situations, but it's also experience. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's, that, you make it such a great point there. But like, oh, I, I can't attest enough how much I value experience. So really good yeah. point. Um, all right, let's kind of go to the SPC now, right? Are we missing any for taps? I think that's it, right? That got tapped. So, yeah, SPC is, man, the last four years that I've been doing this, it's been a back and forth between Episcopal and Kincaid. Uh, so last year, my number one team ending the year was Episcopal. Mm -hmm. uh, Midland ended up at number two as a Division One champion. Uh, and I released that poll. Um at the end of the season. And the first thing I got from Midland was, man, we want to play that game. I was like, I'd love to see that game too. It would be really good. Uh, but Episcopal graduated a huge class of seniors. Uh, Kincaid graduated several too, but they have more coming back. And so uh, when you talk about experience, Kincaid had a little bit more. Uh, the coaching staffs are both phenomenal, uh, but I would expect uh, Kincaid to win the SPC. Uh, their challenge will come from Episcopal because I think Episcopal will figure it out. Uh, they'll probably have some kids come in uh, that I don't know about. Um, the, the other one to watch, I think up in your old neck of the woods in Fort Worth area is Country Day. Ooh. So the guy, uh, the coach there is Michael Settle. He's done a really good job. This is his third year, I think, third or fourth year. Uh, and they just steadily, they've been a little bit better every year. And last year, the SBC was such a strange situation. They did not do a full tournament uh, mm. because of COVID going on. So they restricted it. They took the top uh, two, I believe, from the north and the top two from the south and, and played those. Um, or maybe it was just the top two. Anyway, the final game ended up being Episcopal and Country Day. Wow. And it was a close game. I do not recall the final, but it was a two. I think it was a 4-2 final. Uh, so Country Day has made some huge strides, and I think they will be pretty good. Uh, and they'll, I think they're the best of the Northern Division uh, of SPC. Wow. It's going to be Country Day and then probably Oak Ridge and Trinity Valley fighting it out for the second spot behind Country Day. Uh, back to the south, so you got Episcopal, Kincaid, and then I think it's a big mix between St. John's, John Cooper, and uh, Houston Christian I think is going to be much improved. Wow. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's great. I mean, a lot of those schools, you can tell they just how good our athletic programs are. Sorry. I relate everything back to football. Cause that's all my mind knows. Like, you know, you know, you know, your baseball stuff. I know that side. So it's kind of cool to see 
hey, uh, some of those teams' names, you're like, yeah, I get it. I can see it. just yep. the athletic prowess of that program. So it's always really cool to see. Yeah, athletes, they just have the athletes. So you're exactly right, Walker. Especially like, especially at the private school range, since your class, like class sizes are so small, you need everyone to play every sport. So it's always cool to see, you know, we talked about last year, like Caden Parker, the guy from the Woodlands Christian kind of ball out. And then we were talking about him all the time on the football side. So it was always cool to see guys like that, uh, guys like that, you know, kind of do both things. Yeah. I had a really good year last year in baseball too, for sure. Without a doubt. Um, I think that's really it. I mean, besides if there's anything else you want to talk about, I mean, I think that's kind of where we can wrap it up, man. Yeah, no, I, I think that's good. Walker, great questions. Great conversation. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, I think that's kind of wrapping us up. I, I appreciate the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. <laughs> Brandon Brunson coming on for us. Um, we, we, we were just talking about it, but yeah, we're going to kind of do an episode kind of like mid season, right before district play, right before playoffs. And then hopefully kind of meet him actually down there in wherever the state championships are and kind of get, sit down and talk to him later in uh, wherever that is. So exciting times ahead for baseball. Um, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, always, always a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, Walker. It, it would be a, my honor to meet you guys down there and uh, uh, wherever that state term is going to be. I really appreciate everything you guys do for private school. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I'm so glad you guys endeavored to do this podcast uh, and, and help help these private schools out. So thank you for your time and look forward to visiting with you whenever that would be. Absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely. All right, guys, go check out that. What is it? Texas. I just have it pulled up. It is. And it's yeah. going to be on screen. Texas high school, baseball.com. Go there, go check it out. It has everything you need for baseball stuff on the private school side. Uh, go follow him on Twitter as well. It'll be on screen as well. Uh, and also like subscribe, uh, turn on your notifications for this video, please. I really do appreciate it, Brunson, Mr. Brunson. appreciate always your time. And I guess that's it. So, yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks.